ready to go? Welcome to Full Frequency Radio, episode, you know, I don't know. It's a new season, I guess, so it's episode yeah. one. Um, I'm joined today by Jake Newcomb, and I'm trying to think of how I'm going to open this episode, because it's been weeks since the last one. And there's a good reason for that, and I think we'll probably get into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jake, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Awesome. We're back in my basement after quite some time. <laughs> it's been, yeah, it's been like a few yeah. weeks. It's been a few weeks. Um, you and I both. So I guess here's here's the here's what happened. I guess we should just open with this. Um, we announced that we're we're putting out Yosemite. That Full Frequency Collective is putting out Yosemite on tape, on green cassette tapes in recycled paper. Which we have. Which I ha- yeah, which are sitting right next to us. I think look pretty snazzy. Yeah. Um, and they'll be shipping out next week. Um, once I'm done dubbing all of them, once we can get, we'll talk about that later. Um, so we announced that and, uh, half the Patreon proceeds are going to Sierra club, which I'm excited about. And you know, today is earth day. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. It's cool. We planned this actually. Yeah, no, this we we did plan this. Um, so what happened was Jake and I are in, you know, our, our last semesters of grad school right now. Um, well you have a year left, I guess. Right. Yeah. That's right. Um, I'm in my last, you know, month of grad school. Uh, I have like four weeks left and I finished my thesis yesterday. Uh, but it took quite some time to, <laughs> to, to get finish. together. Yeah. Uh, and Jake, you're busy with everything cause you're also in grad school. Um, yeah. why don't we talk about that for a second? What are you, what, what are you studying in grad school? What are you doing? So I'm studying global and comparative history. So it, I basically take courses in a bunch of different fields. Um, and my, my thesis has to have some relation to global and comparative history. Right. And you're at Rutgers, right? Yeah. And I know like one thing that's been going on over there too, you're telling me there's like a strike, right? Yeah. So, um, the faculty union had been negotiating with the administration for over a year about increased salaries to match inflation, right. um, more department funding, more diverse hiring. You're kind of doing like a ladder motion with your hands right now. Yeah, well, there's, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of demands. Right. This um, is, I'm, I'm saying this is an audio format. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. Um, yeah, it's a lot going on over there. Yeah, they reached an agreement and there's not going to be a strike, but there's still some aspects of the negotiation that are con- that are going to continue, especially um, for the adjuncts, mm-hmm. the non-full-time faculty and some aspects of what was, they were negotiating will continue to be negotiated. Right. That's good. I guess, I, I mean, you know, I, I want to get into adjuncting at some point, yeah. you know, like soon, like hopefully this fall. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, it is kind of insane how little adjunct faculty is paid, like just across the country. Yeah. Um, so that's good. The thing is, I think now that adjuncting is becoming more central into the, um, into the business model of universities yeah. across the board. And it doesn't look like that, 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 that trend is going to reverse itself in any real way. There's going to have to be some sort of response mm-hmm. um, from the adjunct faculty to demand more pay, yeah. health insurance, longer right. term contracts, that sort of stuff. So I think we're starting to see the beginnings of that this year. Um, and that will just continue over time. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 you know, I know you were you were not involved with that necessarily, but there was a lot going on over there that you were, you know, we, we had scheduling conflicts for a number of things. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but uh, yeah. Yeah, dude. I almost um, like I'm a TA, so if there was a strike, it would have affected um, 
not just my work, but the exams of the undergraduates who I'm grading. And that could have, you know, sent the semester into a tailspin. So I was kind of preparing for that to happen. It didn't happen, thankfully. Um, I hope everything works out for the faculty there, too. I hope that they get what they want. Me, too. I'm I'm still... I'm worried that the attention uh, from the media is now... Since the full-time faculty and the graduate students came to an agreement with the administration, I'm right. worried that the media will, you know, not care about what happens to the adjuncts or, and the part-time faculty. Sure, yeah. But I'll be paying attention. Yeah, for sure. I want to hear more about it, so you got to give me updates as it goes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I guess, long story short, Jake and I are both super busy people, and we've been trying to schedule these podcasts and just haven't been able to make it work. Yeah. And I didn't want to half-ass it, so I'm glad, you know, uh, what we're doing, we're going to record, like, three episodes, like, straight through right now, and I'm going to release them over the course of this week and probably early next week, and, um, yeah, and then we'll be all caught up, and, you know, somebody will ship, and uh, we'll have done it. So, um, hopefully next month we can have a more regular release schedule. Um, I'm working on scheduling Patreon episodes now, too, but everything will be made up for in, in due time. Um, great. Uh, so, Jake, I'm glad I finally have you here to talk about Yosemite. Um, yeah, because I've been here several times before, you have been, and we yes. haven't really talked That's about right. it. That's right, and we haven't really know. said that either, that yeah, you're yeah. eventually going to release your album. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been using your song as the podcast theme song. Yep. <laughs> um, I think that's so cool. I think it's a great podcast theme song. It is. Song. It's, yeah. it's, uh, you know, it, it, and there's, I use like two sections of it, I think they both work pretty well for that. Um, I was going to like change the song every week, but that's just like, it's kind of a lot to do. Well, I I did a few edits, honestly, like it's not a whole lot. You just throw it in audacity and take two minutes to cut up part that sounds decent. It's hard to find songs that like, like can open a podcast and not sound too jarring or like too, uh, bizarre. Um, but I think, I think dialogue works really, really well. I'm excited to finally have you talking about this album here because, you know, you and I had a conversation last around this time last year. It was about a year ago. It was the end of last semester, because last it, spring semester. Yeah, because I had I was on a field trip in Manhattan. This is when I was living in Ridgewood. Yes. Yeah. And so after the field trip, I went. I just went to your house, but I right. it was like the second to last week of school or something. Right. I remember you had the album that day. You had it like in Dropbox, like unmastered or something. Yeah. Or it had just been mastered. I, I can't remember. It was definitely unmastered. Right. Um, I remember because the, the songs, like, you had it on your phone, and they were, like, alphabetized of, like, yeah, you, like, you yeah. didn't have the track list. You couldn't, like, play it straight through. You had to, like, go back. Uh, yeah, no, I had to, in my mind, make sure I had them in the correct order yeah. when I played them back. Um, but we sat there. You know, I remember you said, like, I'm going to be in New York. Do you want to hang out? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, let's get dinner and catch up because we hadn't seen each other in a while at that point. It and, had been a long time, you know, because yeah. you'd been in New York for a while. I, you know, I uh, had graduated college yeah, taking a year off and then had gone back to college. Right. You know, you were, at, were you like, um, uh, what's the word? You weren't like enrolled necessarily, right? Last spring, you were correct. Kind of, uh, I was. A, I took one course to to kind of get the feel for what your auditing department was doing. Right. Yeah, 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 that's basically. right. I was trying to think of the word audit. Yeah, it's like um, it was like auditing, but with this caveat that if I like excelled in the class, I'd basically be admitted into the program the credit would count for a program you hadn't yet been accepted to or whatever yeah um yeah i mean so you you came over and you that was i knew you had been working on an album for a while at that point yeah um but i remember so distinctly we were sitting at my kitchen table in ridgewood queens and you were like i want to show you the album and i was like all right now i was i was ready for it and jake you and i have known each other for like i think 10 years now it's been a decade um and I've known every band you've been in in the, yeah. in the past. I was there 
the first local show I ever went to was a Fever View show. Yep. Fever View and Now or Never. Yep. And I, I think, remember uh, that show still. You know, that was pretty influential was for on. all of us. That was the night I met you. Yeah, that was that was my first local show, and it was like a it was a crazy one. Um, I think a lot of you know a lot of people that you know stayed within kind of like the local scene, at least in our friend group, were at like yeah. at that show or at a show like right, right. around the same time. Yeah, I mean that was I, I guess I met Freddie that night too, and I met Alex. Well, I knew Alex from school, but Alex was there. Um, I remember like my, my favorite memory of that show was. Like it was the first like local show I'd ever been to. Um, I was a freshman in high school, and my mom dropped me off at it. I was like fourteen, and she was like, "Don't talk to strangers." Like she gave me this whole like <laughs> like it was like gonna be like a terrifying experience or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I was thinking, I was just like, "It's just Alex." Like it's like it's just my friend from school. It's not gonna be a scary experience yeah. whatsoever. And like I walk in, and I like pay the you know six bucks or whatever it was yeah. to get it. And, I, and uh, I'm I'm greeted immediately by Nick Valone, who is like come see Fever View, like, we're playing after the show. Like, because yeah. you guys played last. That's like, true, yeah. You didn't play, and, like, last, not in, like, the, you were headlining. <coughs> last me. is if we were after the headline. Last we is were in the, like head, the, the show yeah, ended, no. and then you played. Yes, correct. Yeah. It was, like, the headliner plays, and then we were scheduled last, so our fans wouldn't leave. Right. For the headliner. Who yeah. was, uh, they're a band on tour. They were like a pop punk band or something. Yeah, no. I remember it um, said. I remember like I, if you gave me the name of the band, I could be like it was that one. But it, I, it, I think it's Theater Breaks Loose. Was uh, one of was them. It them. Maybe they were on there. I must. It was also probably like a seven band bill or something like that. Yeah, but, it might not have been them. They might have been from another show from that right. like era. But it was a, some, some sort of like pop punk band from the Midwest. Some sort of Chicago pop yep. punk band. They were definitely. Or oh my yeah. god! Wait. Mm. I know if I just if I saw Starts three band names. Oh. The, Oh, yeah, you're right. right. Uh, I want to say it was one of those, like, my spacing names. Like, yeah, it was, like, something Danger Field. Something. Yeah, yeah, Danger Field or yeah. something like that. Oh, man. Dangers. It's Danger something. Yeah. Uh, I remember. Oh, my God. I remember we'll that so distinctly. Yeah, we'll look it up later. Yeah. But um, I remember, like, I'm greeted immediately by Nick Valone, the drummer of Fever View. You're the drummer of Crosstown Train later. Yes. And he was, like, come to fucking Fever View show. Like, it's after the show. <laughs> like, I was, like, immediately just, like, oh, my God. Like, I'm going to hit over my head. Like, I don't know who this tall guy is, yeah. you know, like they're asking me to come to a thing after the show. Already. Well, at, well, at that time we, you know, we didn't know what to do, like how to promote yeah. to people. So it was kind of like, we would just like go up to people and be like, our set is at this time, like check yeah. it out. But that we kind of got from going to Warp Tour and right. watching bands do like just do that flyer. Parking lot. Yeah. 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 Like begging kids to watch their set. That, so I've known you since then, I guess, mm-hmm. to get back on track. Like, I've known yeah. you, I met you at my very first local show. Um, you and I were friends, you know, shortly thereafter. I think I met you that night, and but then we, we weren't, like, friends until a little bit after that. Um, and after that, you had Crosstown Train, which was, like, the big one, as far as I'm concerned. That like, was, that, in my mind, I think will always be, like, my band. Right. You know? I remember, like, when you and Owen first had... Like Owen Wenger, the singer of Crosstown Train, like when you first had like acoustic demos that you showed me, where you were like, I have a new band, like I think it's just me and Owen, like here are like our three songs. And I, you played them, I think, or something. Yeah. Um, like I was there in some, I was at like a coffee shop or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. But I, I remember even then thinking, like, this is legit. Like these are way better than Fever View songs. And it was way better than Owen's band before Fever View, <laughs> which is terrible. They were called Private Property. Private Property, that's yeah. right. Oh my God. I'm going to bring that up to Owen soon, mm-hmm. um, just to, you know, give him little PS, PTSD. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I remember like Crosstown train carried so much of like the, this is what 
DIY is. This is what like a punk scene is. This is what like, you know, like to me, like well, formatively. Like, I think, you know, Crosstown Train, at least for us, changed the dynamic in, in, ter- in, in our minds of how we should go about doing local music. Yeah. Where with Feverview and like our earlier projects, we didn't really know anybody. So we sold tickets to play on shows that nobody yeah. came to. Pay to play shows. Yeah. Um, but by the time we really started Crosstown Train, um, Now or Never had become On Your Marks. Right. We knew way more people in music. Mm-hmm. And we started, you know, booking our own shows and like building our own community. So I think yeah. building that community was tied in with the crosstown train project right you know i think that's also where you guys all just kind of found your roles like i think you're very much a guitarist you know which you've been since i guess for your review but like you were the guitarist of crosstown train owen was like a singer in crosstown train like for the first serious time in his life you know yeah no he went Um, from like not really being a singer to being a pretty good singer yeah yeah like like a switch um well i think too on your marks like i was i was in i joined now or never because mike Whittick quit and alex had to sing yeah. And I joined as a guitarist. And I think out since then, like Alex has just been a singer in his projects, yeah. you know? Um, That's the thing. I think, you know, people like occupied this position that, you know, they, that they are kind of forced into. Right. You know? It's, well, yeah, exactly. And I feel like that's where the roles kind of got defined, like in that yeah. Crosstown Train era, even like Conch, like, you know, Conch like played bass guitar. He's like, he screamed in Fever View for yeah. a while. Well, he played guitar um, in Fever View. Also, did, yeah. you know, going back pretty far like the first instrument i ever played was a bass right i only started playing guitar because um i started hanging out with people who needed a guitar player not a right. bass player yeah yeah which is a rarity usually people need a, <laughs> a bass player because yeah. no one plays bass but um i, I think crosstown train really kind of carried a lot of that like oh this is how you do this like this is what we're good at and this is how you do it yeah um and then after that after crosstown train broke up in 2015 um, you had a bunch of kind of solo projects. I remember you had No Nukes. Yeah. Um, you had one that I remember the name of that I don't know if you want me to say the name of or not. You had Fox and Lion. Yeah, no, yeah. I was going to say that. Okay, I was going to say, because that's not, it's not accessible on the internet anymore. And what, are you, so, what are you talking about? It's not on Fancamp anymore. I've looked for it. you got to be kidding. So here's the thing with Fox and Lion. There's, Dude, there, there's no way it's not on there. Because if I'll, it's I'll not, find it. right, okay. I'll, I'll look in a second. Okay. Um, but Because uh, I still... I. We'll that turned into America Part Two. That that turned into America Part Two. It California did, yeah. is on that EP. I know. Yeah, like we, you know, we did that EP, and then America Part Two kind of started right after that. Right. I think, and also the song California was a pretty like solid indication of what like me and Alex wanted to do artistically. Right. Like in that moment, and um, you know, got Freddie excited. Totally. Well. Yeah. yeah. Was Freddie in Fox and Lion or? No, he was on tour that summer. Like That's the, right. the thing with the Fox and Lion EP, it's um, I forgot about that. It was me, Alex, and our friend Pat. Yeah. And the project was initially Pat's idea, um, and so he conceptualized these songs on bass guitar, and then I wrote guitar parts with him, and then Alex added vocals at like the last minute. Like the whole EP came together in like maybe two weeks. Right. I'm looking up Fox and Lion on Bandcamp right now to see if I can find it. But yeah. I remember hearing those songs. You and I, you, me, and Alex were in the car for some reason. You're like, I have to show you my new band or something like that. Um, um, the, yeah, I'm just getting a phone call. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, I remember like hearing those songs and then hearing um, the America Part 2 EP being, and like kind of even recognizing at that point, like it had, you know, uh, like that project evolved into this other project. Yeah. Um, is, this is it. Yeah, it is on Bandcamp. Yeah. Um, I, well, I know here's, and we'll get into Yosemite in a second because yeah. I want to get there, but. Well, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of history too where like Yosemite even came from artistically that, you know, right. it comes from all these projects. You know, it's built upon all this, yeah. including Fox and Lion. I wanted to get there you know? for sure. I, I think if, if you're if you're listening to this and you're curious, it's foxandlion.bandcamp.com. This is a band Jake was in at one point. Um, and this was, I guess, the last thing you were in before America. True. But the thing, it, this, you know, it wasn't even like a like a band. It was more of like a recording project. Right. Um, with no like plans to play live there. We did talk about doing like other EPs down the road, which ended up not happening mm-hmm. because everyone kind of just got too busy. I mean, me and Alex started America. Um, yeah. And we kind of launched from there, but these songs, right. Like California, um, time to wander and flow flower free. We're all in our minds, pretty experimental. Yeah. But still like rooted in, um, like pop and I feel and like pop punk. You, you know? especially at this point, you you had a, and I'm looking at this. I'm thinking this because I'm looking at the credits. And you guys were recording a lot of music with Adam, like this summer. Yeah. Who's how do you pronounce Adam's last name? Um, Kachaki. Sachaki. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, yeah. but Adam Kachaki Sachaki. Um, I know like all of our friends are just recording stuff with him without without like real plans to do anything with it. Yeah. And I feel like that was um at least from the way I saw it, like when America came out, that was the one that was like America Part Two band it was you, Alex and Freddie. Yeah. That was the um which it's they're still active with a different lineup. But um that felt like the this is okay, we spent a lot of time exploring, like this is what we're doing now. Like this yeah. is it, you know? Yeah. And I think the song California being transferred from this project to that project is like how I witnessed that. Yeah. You know. Um that's kind of what it was, you know, like right. this, like had like other than like some conceptual planning, um, it was kind of very, um, like Pat wrote his parts. I wrote my parts and Alex wrote his parts, yeah. you know, and it just came together. Yeah. Um, how, so how does America part two come about? Because that, that was the first like serious project you were in after Crosstown train, it seemed. So that kind of, um, me, Alex, and Freddie had been discussing starting a band after Crosstown broke up and after On Your Marks broke up. And it was kind of just, we were kind of just waiting to see what everyone was going to do. Like, I was right. still in college when Crosstown Train broke up. Freddie was touring with Save Face. Alex was touring with Save Face and touring with The Stolen for yeah. at least over a year. I remember like, he was playing bass in The Stolen, right? Yeah. yeah. So we were all kind of busy in our own like domains for a little bit right. and like kind of seriously kind of disconnected from each other. Mm-hmm. But we took being in a band with each other pretty seriously. And we wrote two EPs that we never recorded Yeah. before we finally did the one with Adam. Mm-hmm. So the timeline, it's like we wrote an e- we wrote this EP kind of in like 2016 mm-hmm. that we didn't record. And then we did the Fox and Lion uh, record. Right. And then in the fall of 2016, we wrote and demoed a, a, like a completely new EP. Mm-hmm. And then in the winter of 2017, we we did what actually was our record. Right. Uh, at this point, uh, and you were in America for a while, and then you left at a certain point. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking at the track by track, you know, and there's like, I can tell the, the dates here. There's kind of like a, a telescoping to it. Because yeah. you're talking about winter of 2017. Yeah. And I know you wrote some of these songs in 2016. Yeah. Right. So the whole time America's going on, you were kind of working on some of these other songs. Yeah. And I know there was, and we can go into this. I want to get into this. Uh, and Fox and Lion too, man. I mean, like, yeah. Like they, it was like that period of my life, maybe like two years was just kind of just pure songwriting for right. multiple projects at a, at a time and like bouncing back and forth between conceptualizing like more rock and punk driven songs. Yeah. Um, with Fox and Lion, it was like a little more experimental on my part, and yeah. with the solo stuff, more um, more indie influenced. Right. I think uh, you can even kind of see too. Like, I, I want to get into this track by track, but I want to kind of go through this rest of this history first because I think yeah. this is this is good. But um, uh, there, there's a lot of these songs here that start as um, America Part Two songs and become solo songs, or start as Fox and Lion songs and become America Part Two songs. It seems yeah. like there's a, a lot just. Uh, being shared here at this point yeah. which i guess um probably has something to do with the fact that you alex and freddie were living together at this point yeah so it um it it i mean that is kind of like a story all on its own but in say in like 2016 is when i started seriously writing the songs that would become yosemite mm. um in 2016 yeah, but some of those songs I knew from the get-go would have a very hard time translating into um, the type of band that America Part Two was, and even Fox and Lion. Yeah. Um, so it, it was kind of like I was writing two different sets of songs, mm -hmm. and the reason why a lot of even uh, like on my track by track commentary, I say that I, we tried some of these songs out right. for America Part Two, but we didn't end up using a lot of them um, because there was, you know, this kind of just like, uh, like, um, like cleavage in between my solo stuff and what the band was doing. Right. I, I look at America at that point too. Like, listen to the the America EP, um, and like, there's such like even with, with that band, it seems like they're still trying to find out like what do we sound like. There's a lot of that like let's just throw a bunch of darts at the dartboard and see what 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 we can do. You know, in a good way. It's like yeah. a it's a diverse project. Yeah. Um, like the record is four songs, but it in our minds it was like a it was like a record. Yeah, you probably yeah. wrote like sixteen to get there or something like that. Yeah, I mean we did write and two other EPs and demo a whole EP and and then not use it. Yeah. Know? The only song that really carried through that whole process was the song america part two which mm -hmm. had been there for a, a while right i mean i guess california survived this i guess at some point too right yeah i yeah. think that that was because of how um well the fox and lion version came out yeah we were like this is this song is great we, right. we should we record it totally and play it live you know because I, I so much of america part two is um you know not just writing songs that are good, but writing songs that are good that you can play a lot. Right. Um, so to, to fast forward now, you're, mm -hmm. you're, in, you're in America Part 2 for a while. Then I remember I was home one weekend. I was talking to Alex. I was over at where you guys were living at that point. And Alex was telling me, like, yeah, like, Jake, like, left the band this week, you know, because he's, like, working on a solo project. And I was like, that sucks. But in the back of my head, I was thinking, like, that's going to be a good album. <laughs> like, so, uh, so that was around the fall of 2017. I just moved to the city at that point. Mm -hmm. Um 
what like why did you decide to to leave the band to do a solo record um because that was and i, I want to say that quickly like that was like the reason i heard like i don't think i talked to you about it at that point but i remember like alex telling me, like yeah he left because he wants to do a solo project like that was the reason for it yeah um so what were you, what were you thinking at that point um there was two reasons um one america part two was heading in this direction stylistically in which like almost if i was to stay in the band yeah none of the music i had written over the past year would have any real place mm. and you know we're not rich people no we you can only really dedicate yourself to one project at a time right. so it kind of comes down to which project can you not live without sure and that is kind of how i made my decision in that respect Love but that also <laughs> but also there it was kind of just i was also so exhausted from just being in a band for so long right. um, and from writing so much material because i i wrote all the songs for yosemite mm-hmm. but i'd also written a ton of songs for america part two and was constantly writing songs with with freddie who i lived with and practicing all the time and i was kind of ready to do like a full record yeah um soon i I guess around that time fall 2017 but america part two as a band we didn't have like a full record but i had a full record yeah Um, so it was kind of just those two things i i felt like i couldn't live without seeing the solo project through and seeing those songs through um, but you also, don't want to lose the, the timing to do it, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I, and I think that's, that speaks to how you are as a musician too, where you always like, I don't even think the word perfectionist is at all it. I think you're more like when you write songs, they feel important, you know? Yeah. And I remember, um, like I, I finished my thesis yesterday and like, I have a scene in my thesis about hearing red floral dress for the first time. And even knowing at that point, like by Crosstown train, which everyone that I'm, let's stop with the side. Yeah, everyone right, that's yeah. listening to this knows what red floral dress is. Yeah. For two reasons: one, it was a, it was a good song, and two, because there's like 20 people listening to this, and they yeah. were all our friends. Yeah. Um, but I digress. Um, the way I remember it was just at the time, even being like, "This is so important." Like, this is like, you know, I I felt so deeply what you were feeling at the time, yeah. and I don't like. No, I mean, I th- I feel like I know a lot more about writing now, you know, at the end of grad school than I did when I was 17 hearing oh, yeah. that song for the first time. Um, but I still don't really know what, like what the magic of that song was, you know, I, I still can't place my finger on it. Dude, it was just luck. Like, um, you think so? I mean, after you play, I, I recently heard someone talking about, um, doing, uh, up comedy mm-hmm. and liking it to like, when you go to like a comedy open mic and you, and everyone kind of sucks, you, you don't really improve. You just get used to being bad for a while yeah so that's kind of what like the early years of music were like you know we were were practicing all the time playing all these shows but we weren't really that good Mm -hmm. but i was still developing like these techniques of trying to write songs um but red foil dress i think was like the first time where all these things lined up in a way that just made it so easy sure Um, just comes out yeah I, I, i love music by young people too because i feel they write a lot of songs that they're not like they're just trying to make music that they would listen to yeah. you know which is i think the thing that gets lost sometimes when people are, have concerns about 
sustainability in the music industry. Yeah. This idea of like, well, what's popular? Or like, 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 like I like pop music. What does a pop, good pop song sound like? Yeah. People like get so heady about that that they actually forget like, I just like this kind of music and I'm going to make music that sounds like what I like. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that's kind of the magic that, you know, that the whole short stories had, I guess. Yeah. But I remember, you know, let's, let's now get to the end of the story, right? Yeah. You're in my apartment. Um, we're in Ridgewood, Queens and you're, you want to show me this album. And the way that you had pitched it to me, I think on the subway to my apartment was, I feel like this is kind of like a sequel to short stories, the album that had the Crosstown Train LP. Yeah. And I was very hesitant about that. <laughs> like, cause I just felt like it, it like I, I, I loved short stories to death, but it felt so much the way that you described it. It felt like an actual narrative sequel to it in some way, shape or form. Which I felt like without Crosstown Train, I couldn't see happening. It was kind. Of, it, honestly, it was kind of you know the way I meant it was more of like a spiritual successor. Yeah, and that's how it comes across, which yeah. I cannot believe. Like, right. but it, you know what it really is is like the songs on Yosemite feel important in the same way that the songs in um, short stories felt important. You yeah. know, it felt like a story that had to be told. Yeah, and for you to say like, you know, which one can you do without? Which one like which one has to happen? Right, like. That's the way it comes across. It feels like it had to happen. Yeah. And that you had to see it happen. And there, and there's like another thing too. Like I was the, I was the only human being on planet earth that would do not just this record, but any of these songs, mm-hmm. um, you know, like America part two is a band. Yeah. Like what I was in, like th- that's a different type of energy. That's like a collective group effort to create like a type of rock music. Whereas Yosemite is like the narrative of one person right and it is completely dependent on that person me to do anything for that record you know right um you know I for sure and I remember hearing those songs for the first time just like being my my, my shoes were blown off like I, I was just amazed at the songs you know yeah. and having known you for so long I, they were surprising, you know, because I thought I knew what you were capable of. And I think that this album is so much, so much better than what I thought you could do. And I don't mean that in a way of thinking you weren't capable of greatness. Yeah. I just thought I knew the ceiling of your greatness. And yeah. this album just blows that apart, you know. Um, it's very nice of you to say. Thank you. I, well, I want to say that because I want to take a quick break. Um, and, and I guess this episode. Yeah. We're at about a half hour now. Um, so if you're listening to this, um, I w- what I want you to do is go to fullfrequencycollective.tumblr.com. Um, there's a bunch of articles up there now that Jake's written over the past few weeks while we've been not recording podcasts. Um, but one of them is called a track by track commentary on Yosemite, um, where Jake goes through the entire track listing and writes about all the songs. Um, the next episode we're going to record right now is going to be about the track listing and the songs and the reasons for them and how they came about and everything. Um, but if you want to read that right now, you can. So uh, yeah, I guess we'll be back in a few minutes. Yeah. Um, or a few days, depending on when you're taking this in. Yeah. Uh, bye.